Hello, this is the Kenya Podcast Preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Christian Maturity is the Goal when Reading the Bible. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode three of four. So here we go, the points that you've been waiting for. Number one, what does the Bible say? This is where you just want to read the scriptures verbatim. No references, no concordances, no study Bible notes or commentaries, no human input into what it might say. Just read what it says, i.e., in the beginning was the word. Number two, what does what I have read mean at the surface? Revelation comes as you grow. What does in the beginning was the word mean? Now this is where you can drop the submarine of your life to the bottom of the ocean. Define every word if it will help. Ask God what it means, point blank. Number three, what does this passage mean to me? Now, as always, you want to be able to take the word and make it personal. Oh boy, but this is where it gets very personal. It will shine a light into dark places if that is what God is doing in that season of your life. It could just fill you with unimaginable joy. It could just fill you with unimaginable joy. So incomprehensible to explain to an onlooker of your life. 1 Peter 1.8. Now, sometimes in this step, it may simply lead to more questions. As for me, I wanted to know why the word word was deitized. Why was it capitalized as if it were deity? This, of course, invoked more questions, so I kept reading for context. If I don't get something specific for me, then I move on. But I hardly don't at least get more revelation of the passage. And take notes. I guess I should have said that right at the beginning. Take notes because sometimes it leads to other studies, other messages. For example, in one message I was seeing the word knowledge pop up all the time, especially in Proverbs. So I wanted to look at it. And then wisdom, I wanted to study that too. And then knowing God, I wanted to know what knowing meant in relationship to God. In fact, I have a whole message on that. And in each case, I read the Bible cover to cover just to find out what those words meant. So take notes. It'll be good for you. Number four, what should I stop believing? Does the Bible tell me to stop believing things? In Romans 12, 2, it states in part, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And in 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17, it also states in part that all scripture is given for reproof, for correction. So the Bible will tell you what to believe and what to get rid of. In Hebrews 4, 12, We know that it is a discerner of our thoughts, as stated above. Do what it says, and you will grow, grow, grow. Number five, what should I start believing? Now, this is the inverse of what you should stop believing, right? You should start believing that you are a child of God who has the mind of Christ, and who is called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. What should I stop doing? Now, this is where repentance comes in. You don't change with a change of thoughts. You change with the application of a change of thoughts. Yes, you have to start with changing your thoughts, but this must lead to your changing your actions. Now, having said that and lived this life for a minute or two, I would say that some things will drop off at your I do to God, but other things may take some time, even decades. And I'm not speaking that over your life. I'm just expressing my own experience. And perhaps I am just not a very good Christian but I will slug on and stay away from the salt. And number seven, 
what should I start doing? Everything the Bible says you should start doing, you should start doing. Yes, everything the Bible asks you to do, you should make every effort to do it. Now, life has times and seasons, so surely no one can do all the things written in the Bible in the same season. God will work with you to implement change in your life. Christianity is a journey hard fought in the flesh, mind, heart, and soul. Matthew 19:26. The following scriptures are included to show you that as you grow, you begin to see the details of the word because the details matter. And it only takes one or two letters to open up the revelation of what God is saying. Intensively reading and listening will help you to hear what he is saying and to see what he is doing. John 5, 19, 26. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son, and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these, that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. So as you read this verse, some of the things that I was talking about earlier where you want to take notes would be like perhaps you would say, well, he sees the Father do. But what he sees the Father do and then and shows him all things that he himself does. So Jesus is looking at the Father to see what the Father is doing. And the Father is doing things so that the Son can see him doing those things. Now, doesn't that raise like a couple of questions like, how is that possible? How is Jesus down here on earth able to get in a place where that can happen? And I do believe that it happens to us in part through the Holy Spirit, through our relationship with God, and also through his word. Okay, so we move on. In Genesis chapter 22, specifically in verse 5, it states, And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with a donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. If you haven't already seen it, then I will point it out after providing some background. God has asked Abraham to take his son and go where God would instruct him to sacrifice his son. You would think that this would have been difficult since Abraham was promised a son by God and eventually had one when he was over 100 years old. And we see here that God is now asking him to sacrifice him. If you read verse 5, you see Abraham telling a servant that we will be back. This is faith in action. Even though Abraham knew he was going to sacrifice his son, or at least go through the actions until God would provide something else. And we know, as you read the story, that he did. Did I say it will take faith in action to walk this walk? So if I didn't, it will take faith in action to walk this thing we call Christianity out. In Luke and in John, we see another scene whereby Peter was still learning how to hear God and or just to obey him. This section of the story comes from my message titled, Nets vs. Net, A Tale of Two Fishing Journeys. So let's cast a net. Luke 5, 4 When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. 
And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So when they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. In this story, we see frustration and maturity and rebellion. We also see a willingness to help. Peter lent Jesus his boat. Others came to their rescue when their nets were breaking. And we see that Jesus blessed them anyways. But so what is most exciting, and we should all strive to allow God to show us, is our true and mature self, so that we too can grow right before his eyes. When Jesus said to Peter, toss out your nets, he only tossed one out. You know, right? How specific is the Lord, and how easy it is that we can miss his command. Now you may be thinking that God leaves things loose in the Bible, and that one or two nets is irrelevant when it comes to fishing. But I would refer you to 2 Timothy 3.16, whereby God in part states that the scriptures are, among other things, designed to correct our understanding of it, as well as our knowledge and understanding of God. If someone told you they would give you millions of dollars as opposed to a dollar, it would invoke two different responses as it should. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.